Casey Lounge, live from 92nd in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. Well, the generous are both longing to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge, as always, Mikey Mack on the mic, to my right, the commission, Randy Hanson, and Randy, week three, either you're above 500, below 500 right now. Or is uh, my boy, to Mikey Mack's on the one and two, and uh, your season could be potentially over. Mike, you already, you already banging it in, kid, or what? Uh, no, I just, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at right now in my fantasy life. Uh. But at the same time, I do have a little bit of uh, renewed hope. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a big week or a big week, a big game uh, coming up here. So that should that should springboard me heading into Sunday. Now we were talking about in the league. We were thinking about, hey, should we do a poll or you know put some bets in to see what week Mike just phones it in and says I quit. What was the exact text you sent me after the Monday Night Football game? <laughs> I said expect to see me a lot less. The next 14 weeks. It's, it's actually seen me a lot less in the next 14 weeks, yeah. Yeah, it was, you were at desperate times. Um, how, did you have a good night's sleep, a couple uh, good night's sleeps, back at it, ready for Thursday night football tomorrow, or what? No, nah, I wouldn't say that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm hanging on by a thread, you would say. Okay. <laughs> Reading don't jump books and stuff? All right, that's uh, taken in. But some, on a more positive note, I don't know if you heard, but Melvin Gordon, breaking news. Melvin Gordon will be reporting to camp tomorrow and to be honest, a lot sooner than I thought or what I think people thought. What, what did he accomplish? Well, nothing at this moment. At the same time, they are 1-2 and two here. So all that noise about, oh, you know, they were 4-0 last year. Look, they're 1-2 this year. They need a win here. Um, I know he's not gonna, they're playing Miami, which should be a win. It's going to be 2-2. Two and two. But look, Melvin Gordon is more important to that team than I think what people realize. And even, like I said, even last year, the success, I don't think, I think that was kind of something that was a fluke to, for them to go 4-0 without him. I think now they kind of understand the importance of that bell cow, even though Eckler's having a great year and even though Justin, Justin Jackson's doing good things, they need Melvin Gordon in that team. Uh, I think they need offensive weapons. A, a lot of people have been going out, especially on that offense. No Hunter Henry. It's pretty much been the Keen Allen show and Austin Eckler. Um, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen's still top one wide receiver in all football. Austin Eckler, what is he still top three? Third. He's, um, third. he's basically uh, Austin Eckler's point two points behind uh, Christian McCaffrey and point six behind uh, Devin Cook for the the number one spot in the running back position. So with his return, now he's not playing this week. Uh, expectation is that he will be back week six. Um, they have a buy in week five. Do they? No. Yeah, or my, my bad, week five, my fault. Yeah. And so, look, I'm assuming Melvin Gordon is going to take up that role that he's been that he's had in terms of that bell cow type thing. So Eckler's going to drop. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it because you go from a guy, Eckler, who's seen about 70% of t- snaps, probably down to about 45. So he's going to take a little bit of a hit, but Eckler's still a, a guy that 20, you want to own in fantasy. Yeah, top 20, 25. Even with Melvin Gordon, healthy, full season, he's always been in the top 25, top 20. Uh, running back. Um, I think people don't realize how productive Melvin Gordon's been. Absolutely. As, 
he averages about 13,000 combined yards, um, 1,300 combined yards, rushing and receiving, 50 catches a year, and 12 to 14 TDs. And the main thing is he's a TD monster. He's a goal line back. That the guy just finds his way in the end zone. So I think that offense takes a, a little more of a boost, especially in the red zone because they've just been kind of relying on a lot of Keenan Allen in the red zone, uh, especially with no tight end help. Um, but I'm happy to see Melvin Gordon back, even though he forfeited about a million dollars worth of um, his contract yeah. of money because he didn't show up. But I hope he gets that big contract he wants at the end of this year. That's what I do. I, I hope he stays healthy and he gets that big contract. Yeah, I'm a huge Melvin Gordon fan. I had him last year on Fantasy, and like you said, he's got a knack for the end zone. He's viable option in the past game like you documented. I'm glad to see him back. I think the um, Chargers needed him. And again, Kenosha's finest, right? Yeah, long a long way from sleeping on my couch in Kenosha. I know. So still got his number. He uh, it still rings. It doesn't. He never replies. I'm sure, someone else in his family's got it. But I got a Melvin Gordon number out there. I might hit him up. Try yeah, to get him on this. Try to get him on the lounge. You know, maybe you know. You said what does he gain? You know, not maybe nothing right now. But I mean, I guess you know that's four games that he's not going to play. Exactly. Where he's, yeah, it stays healthy. So it's a shorter season for him. If he just does what he normally does, he played 12 games last year. If he does what he normally does, the I'm, man's going to get paid. Yeah, what he I'm wants really to get paid. interested to see what kind of shape he get, he's in when he comes in. True, because it's not like a Zeke situation where every day they're saying, oh, Zeke's in great shape. Zeke's been working in Cabo. You haven't heard crickets from I Melbourne haven't heard game. nothing. So I'm assuming he's in really good shape. Um, I guess time will tell. You You know, Melvin Gordon owners, Austin Eckler owners, you should probably be following Chargers beat writers to see what they're saying. Um, but yeah, I'm glad Melvin Gordon's back. He's one of the game's best running backs. It's good to see him, and that offense now just becomes that much better. Uh, a, a little tidbit before we move on from that: in our league, coming Monday, we almost had one of the most craziest trades. If you think about it now, yes, it was straight up Will Disley for Melvin Gordon, and it was almost the trigger was almost pulled between Wasim and Mac, and uh, that just shows you you need to value to you you need to value your players a little bit better. And two, and there's maybe that panic situation where we kind of lose track of the long-term goal, the plan, and Will Disley's been kind of hot, Melvin Gore's not playing, so maybe I'm, I need a tight end. So, again, and that's the trap I fall in all the time. You know, I, Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. Like, if a team start out 3-0 and and a team was 0-3 and got Saquon Barkley, you might get pennies on the dollar for Saquon Barkley going into the playoffs, you know what I mean, for a team that needs to win. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about moving forward. I always like to look at guys that are kind of struggling and stuff like that because they're more, there's more opportunity for them to make a move because they need instant gratification and instant wins. Absolutely. So we're going to head into this next segment, and Melvin Gordon might have been in this segment. Uh, we're going to call it bust or trust here. These are guys, we kind of did something similar, but it's a little different. But these are guys off to a little bit of slow starts that you picked really high. And it's time to just label them right now. Are they a bust in this year's draft, or are you trusting them moving forward here? Um, probably one of the the hottest names in fantasy, and we've t- we chronicled him a lot, but we have to mention him again. Um, Buster Trust with Todd Gurley. He's sitting at, right now, the 26th overall PPR running back. What are your thoughts here on uh, one of the most productive fantasy players in the past couple of years who hasn't been there yet this year? Um, my main thing is he's not getting the targets coming out of the backfield, and that's, yeah, that's where Todd Gurley kills. He's coming out of the backfield, he's getting like four to five catches a game, getting 50 yards, and that's just averaging more points for you, uh, for your team. He's not getting a lot – with the work with Brown 
And I think they're saving Melvin Gore. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Gurley. Todd Gurley. I think they're saving Todd Gurley for a playoffs because the team is opt to make another Super Bowl run. So they realized at the end of last year, Todd Gurley wasn't really um, around, or that, I wouldn't say he wasn't that productive. So I think they're saving a lot more. I think his 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 share goes up a lot more as we get kind of closer in November and December, making it towards the playoffs. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with the the targets and the catches. Look, when I, I kind of did a little deep dive on Gurley again, um, he's averaging in three games about 15 rushing attempts per game, and my initial thought was, oh, that's low. You know, that's why he's not really getting the fancy points. But in reality, that's kind of right on pace with what he's done in his career. Um, he's averaged about 260 rushing attempts uh, since uh, being in the league. And so 15 a game puts him at 240. So that's kind of right at his normal workload. The issue is the targets and the receptions. Oh, my gosh. I'm just looking at it right now. Yeah. He's only got eight receiving yards on the year. I know. It's bad. The issue is the, 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 that's like – he made a lot of his fantasy value off those big screen plays. Like I remember, you know, multiple games where he takes 45, 50 yard screen to the house. Look, he's only got um he's only got six targets in three games here, folks. That's a pace of thirty-two targets uh this year. On average in his career, he's averaged sixty-three targets. So, I mean, you're cutting in half his targets. That's the concerning part. And I'm gonna talk about golf in a second or talk about more of that passing game. But to combine that, the Rams' passing game, the passing offense, and their offense in general has not been as good. So I'm a little nervous about Gurley. I will say this. I do trust him, and I think, you know, when it comes to, like, weeks 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, I, I'm expecting Gurley to uh, start popping off, if you will. I totally agree. We've reiterated a lot talking about how September football, I think, is, like, the second preseason. So I'm looking for teams now that you've got three games on your belt and you're going into week four. This is when offenses, I think – start to explode, especially for the teams that didn't play a lot in the preseason, like the Rams, I wouldn't, I don't the Bears, um, but, but other teams like that, that offenses kind of pop last year, like they're not going to, no one's coming out like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are like one of a kind, but I think as offenses start getting used to each other and it might be some big weeks coming forward. Do I think, Bert, at the end of the day, the question is bust or trust, right? I, I do not think he's a bust. I, I still trust him that he'll get his volume up, and I trust Todd Gurley will come back down into the top 10 uh, running backs. Yeah, I just want to get, you know, the, the resume speaks for itself. Yeah. Like, I know people are probably thinking, hitting the panic button right now um, about what they should do with Todd Gurley. Just wait. you got to wait it out. Uh, he's going to be fine. Okay. If you're, if you're like 2-1 right now or like 1-2 and two and got a bunch of points, um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not panicking because no. Gurley's going to come around. I agree. Do you want to, now? Do you want to stay with the same team, or do you want to stay with the running backs? Let's stay with the same team so we can have yeah. a golf. All right, so I want to talk on Robert Woods right now. Robert Woods is the fifty-first overall PPR wide receiver. That's coming from a twenty eighteen where he was the eleventh best PPR wide receiver. So he's dropped forty points. I know it's only three weeks. Um, is Robert Woods officially a bust, or are you trusting Robert Woods going forward? Um, here's. I think he might be. The third wide receiver in that offense. Okay. And I don't know, as of right now, the way Jergoff's playing, if you could support three wide receivers plus Gurley. So Cooper Cup, it, when Cooper Cup's healthy, to me, that offense goes through Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's running everything out of the slot. He's their slot receiver. He's pretty much the security blanket for Jared Goff, and they have a really good connection. Uh, I think... As time wears on and that offense more develops, like I said, 
after um, a couple more games. I think Robert Woods gets more in the fold. But do I think Robert Woods, put it this way, who do you think is going to be, if you ranked at the end of the year, if they all stay healthy, wide receiver-wise, who would you rank? Um, uh, fancy uh, value. I, st- I think it's going to be Cup, Woods. I still think, I'm, I'm still trusting Woods a little bit. I think it's going to be Cup, Woods, and then Cooks. I know Cooks had a good uh, Monday night, but, yeah, but I still like Woods. The concerning thing is the offense, right? Um, <clears throat> look, in 2018, they were, they were the sixth-ranked uh, passing offense in the league. Average about 273 yards a game through the year. Um, this year, it's not been good. They're 22nd in the league. Goff does not look good. And I think that's a combination of, you know, maybe people figuring out McVay's system a little bit. And then a combination of Gurley not being as effective uh, behind the, uh, running the ball and not as effective catching the ball. So that's concerning to me. Um, I still do like that offense. I think um, I'm still trusting Robert Woods. But we kind of we were pegging a big year for Woods. And I don't think he's going to get... It, it, I would be shocked now if he's inside the top 20, but I still think in a three-receiver fantasy football format, he's still your wide receiver three that you're feeling good about. Um, so I'm trusting him in that regard, but definitely is not going to be the guy that I initially thought heading into 2019. I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's a bubble 20-25 yeah. wide receiver. Okay. So if we're going to stick with the receiver position. Here's a guy that what's going on here you might look at. Kind of quirky, but Buster Trust... In our league, he was taking the third round, Stephon Diggs. Right now, the 72nd PPR wide receiver in 2019. I think, it, I think it's bust, man. And here's the reason why. That offense is running through Dalvin Cook. And we know um, Zimmer talked about they started going to it last year, and you saw like the hit on Thielen a lot where they're like, we need to run the ball. This, they got a great defense. And run the ball. Don't tr- don't. Kirk Cousins was leading the league in passing last year attempts. Mm-hmm. Right now, Kirk Cousins is averaging twenty one attempts per game. Vikings ranked thirty second overall in pass attempts. The next uh, second to last team is San Francisco, and they got twenty eight seven more attempts per game. You got Wood. I mean, you got Diggs. He's averaging six point six points per game. He's got he's averaging four targets, and he's a game, but he's only got he's only got six catches. Yeah. He's he's only catching the ball at a fifty percent rate. That's not good either. On uh, his uh, yeah, on his catch rate per his career in eighteen, he was around they they're always floating around seventy. Eighteen was sixty nine. Two thousand seventeen was sixty eight, and two thousand sixteen was seventy five. So he needs to bump up his production for the the amount of volume he's getting for him to be that. He was projected fifteenth ranked wide receiver to be a top fifteen wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, you touched the na- you hit the nail on the head with Dalvin Cook. Look, in twenty eighteen, Minnesota was twenty seventh in rushing attempts at twenty two a game. Um, again, no running game to speak of, and that's kind of why you know Cousins struggled at the end of the year because they became very predictable. Look, in this year, they're already they're ever they're rushing the ball twelve more times a game. They're third right now in rushing attempts in the NFL. That's concerning if you're a Stephon Diggs owner. Now, do I think Kirk Cousins is only going to throw the ball twenty continue to throw the ball twenty one times on average per game? No. I think there's going to be more targets to go around. But I will say this. I think Thielen is probably his most favorite target. Um, now, to say he's 72nd right now, I know it's just more of a shock value, a uh, shock number. Look, Diggs is going to end up in the top 25, I believe, maybe top 30. But I'm a, I am a little concerned because, like you said, this is a different type of offense, and they want to play a different type of way. So I think from where you drafted Stefan Diggs, he's ultimately going to be a bust. 
Here's the thing. Here's a little upside for Diggs owners. Okay. They play the Bears this week, and Diggs' career against the Bears uh, kills. He's averaging 6.5 catches a game, 67 yards and a TD. He's had a TD in three straight games against the Bears, and he scored seven TDs out of the seven games they played. He had a, two TDs in one of them, and he only went TD-less in one game. So if you're looking for a daily play as well, because we know we got the Daily Daves. Yeah, absolutely. Daily Daves a, a great segment on this show. Um, he might be a good daily plug for this week because he's kind of the Bears killer. So a little upside going in this week. Maybe a must win for those dig owners that haven't had uh, much success from him so far. Okay. Um, let's stay in that division, actually. Um, probably, if you're PPR guy, probably a first-rounder. Devontae Adams right now, 47th-ranked PPR receiver. <sighs> Buster trust with Devontae. I trust him the only, because... The number the number one wide receiver in Aaron Rodgers' offense always dominates. The only thing that was concerning to me that I didn't I didn't realize until I actually looked it up was Devontae Adams has never won over a thousand yards receiving. He has gone over ten TDs the last four years, which is insane. Which is which is a crazy stat. But to think that he's never won over a thousand yards and he's that TD dependent, mm-hmm. um, he's he's just got to get in the end zone. And I think the the Green Bay offense has come out hot. Um, to start the game, and then it just cools off because I've been. I believe they're trusting that they actually have a great defense, but I I expect that you got Aaron Rodgers. I expect that offense to start flourishing. Well, that's the problem. You you mentioned it, the defense. Like I am sick of hearing about this Green Bay defense, and not because because they're good. That's what bothers me for fantasy. Like I I miss the days when Green Bay was getting gashed for you know thirty points a game. Right now they're second overall in uh, scoring defense, which is pretty crazy. Now I will say this. Let's keep things in perspective. The Packers placed the Bears. They placed they played um, the Broncos and they played Minnesota. Look in yards of game, Chicago's eighth, Denver's ninth, and Minnesota's twelfth, respectively, which is you know really good. So they they have a seven game stretch here where they face Philly, Dallas, Detroit, Oakland, Kansas City, uh, the Chargers, and Carolina. Just to put in perspective, passing yards of game, Philly's twenty ninth, Dallas is fifteenth, Detroit's twenty second, Oakland's twenty fifth, Kansas City's nineteenth, Chargers are seventeenth. <clears throat> so you have a stretch here where I expect Devontae Adams to start popping off. I am a little concerned, though, about how good that defense is because if they're not giving up points, then I believe Matt LaFleur is going to go back to what he knows best, and that's running the football. And I mentioned this to Gallagher, this past, my, our buddy Gallagher, this past week. I said Rodgers got vultured twice. He's like, how could Rodgers get vultured? Well, if you've watched Aaron Rodgers play the last seven years, they never run the ball in the red zone. And all of a sudden, he get there's two run, rushing touchdowns from Aaron Jones, I believe, in the red zone on like the one two yard line. I'm used to seeing play action boot touchdown. That's concerning to me. But let's wait and see. I fully expect Devonte Adams to be a top eight fantasy receiver when it's all said and done. I am expecting huge games. I'm expecting in this next seven game stretch, Devonte Adams to have at least five games of over twenty fantasy points. Over under four and a half touchdowns. Over. I'm, I'm ex- I actually like that. I'm expecting Devontae Adams to pop off in a big way. Um, the the only the only with Detroit they if they have Slay Adams Slay's a little banged up right banged now. banged up a little bit. But uh, he's the only corner that I could think of that you listed off that that's going to shadow him. That I'm kind of concerned that Byron about. Byron Jones, but even yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not worried. I'm not worried moving forward against these teams. <clears throat> and again, he just went through pretty stacked defenses. So give him a, give him a little break. Um, I expect Devontae to fully validate that 
that high draft pick in fantasy. A little nug, too, is career um, Aaron Rodgers, his wide receiver, two in that offense has averaged 15, uh, 15.5 uh, points per game okay. in PPR. So whoever takes over that role, we thought it was Allison and Valdez no, Scantlin. Definitely not Allison, a big and, swing and miss for me. And Valdez Scantlin kind of popped off last week. So whoever takes over that role can have a huge fantasy value as well. Just let's that, that see Rodgers get back to Rodgers. Yes. And can we get rid of those yellow helmets? Those yeah. those jerseys. I told you I didn't like the jerseys when I when I saw them last week. So I didn't like them, and I, that threw me off the it, whole game. It looks like they're wearing giant cheese heads. We know how we feel about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna speaking of Devontae Adams, we're gonna talk another Devontae. Devontae Freeman, right? Devontae now, Freeman. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Right now, 37th PPR running back. You probably drafted Devontae fourth, maybe fifth round. Um <clears throat> Buster trust for Devontae Freeman, who is struggling a little bit. Um, I'm gonna trust him just because Ido Smith just got banged up again, and I don't know who else would get touched in that backfield. Atlanta's might be. I don't know what Atlanta is. They don't know I, what they are. To me, I think Atlanta. Atlanta's the team I always wind up betting on. Almost, almost like big head for Barstool. Like there's something about that team you always think they're gonna be good, and they just constantly let you down. Um, Julio Jones is still killing. Yeah, Ridley's getting his one. He had a you know, monster week too, and then no show, no show, and like Mohamed Sanu's in there. Hooper's getting some catches, but like, can we get Devontae Freeman the ball? Yeah, that's a great question. Do I, can we get Devontae Freeman the ball? Look, twelve rushes uh, a game right now, averaging Atlanta's twenty eighth in attempts, so they're not running the football, and that probably explains a lot of Matt Ryan's. I don't want to say struggles because he's still putting up fantasy points, a lot of fantasy points, but um, I think that explains some of the interceptions and stuff like that. What I like about Devontae Freeman is he's averaging about five points in just receiving. So if they start, you know, trying to be more balanced, I like Devontae Freeman. <clears throat> I think he's a great buy low candidate right now. Yeah. Um, and so if people are probably are trying to trade him and, and to get something for it, I wouldn't mind taking a shot on him. I think he is a bust in terms of um, where he was drafted. But I think down the road here, he's going to be serviceable. He's going to be getting double-digit points, PPR. And especially, you said, Edo Smith banged up. I'm willing to buy low on him, and right now he's a bust, and he's, I think, ultimately going to be a bust, but I think there could be some big games ahead for him, which could help win some fantasy games. Atlanta's secondary to me is, is like the Chargers. They're like irreplaceable. They're always good to start out, and then everyone's hurt. So teams are just airing it out at the end of the year. So if if they're in shootouts like Atlanta's been in throughout throughout the start of the season – that's what's concerning for the rushing attempts for me, for Devontae Freeman. So do I think he's going to be a top 10 back? I think what's all said now, he might be top 15 as long as he stays healthy. Okay. Um, but I want to see the work. Get the get this guy the ball. Mm-hmm. This is your playmaker. Get him a ball. Okay. The last one we're going to talk about. Um, had a very infamous week, too, and that was because of the goose eggs he's putting up. You could argue one of the most talked about buzz names at the tight end position, O.J. Howard, right now is 27th ranked PPR tight end here. Uh, this is a guy that was probably drafted, some, some drafts even before Evan Ingram, which I thought was crazy, but he was a top six tight end drafted. Bust or trust with O.J. Howard? Bust. All day bust. And the main thing for me is when your coach comes out and like publicly ridicules you, like you need to play better. That's an indictment on on you. Like, Brait's getting – they're like 50-50 snaps with Brait. Mm-hmm. And that offense is like hit or miss half the time with uh, Jameis over there. Finally, Mike Evans had a big game. Um, 
I don't know. It like we talked about before. I don't know if there's enough volume and Jameis is good enough to support two top twenty wide receivers and a top ten tight end. Look, talk about Jameis. He's only completing sixty percent of his passes. That's four. That's a four percent decrease from last year. You hate to see that. I looked at it. He's got he's got nine targets through three games here, folks. And I was like, oh man, that's you know that's got to be way down. And in fact, actually last year his big year, he averaged four point eight targets a game. So I mean, I know it's about you know it's down a target a game to almost two targets a game, but it's really not that much of a difference. Um, so look, he was relevant last year because he got in the end zone five times in ten games. But look, OJ Howard is a bust. I would look elsewhere. I don't trust that offense. I don't trust Jameis Winston, and I just don't trust the volume. Like it'd be different if he's getting five, six, seven targets a game, but he's not doing that. And again, there's going to be games where he probably scores like three touchdowns. There might be a game where he scores three touchdowns. There might be a game where he has multiple touchdowns. But he's someone that you cannot rely on uh, on a consistent basis. He is a definite bust for me. I do not see one game where he gets multiple touchdowns. I, yeah, I Just get in the end zone once, and then we can talk about a multi-touchdown yeah, that's, that's game. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Can, can I give a bonus? Sure. Bust or trust? A little off the cusp. Do you know this guy? Joe Mixon. Right now, his ADP on draft day was the 10th running back overall. He was 13th overall. Right now, he's ranked 34th ranked running back. He's averaging 2.43 yards per carry. With only, uh, He's only had one carry over 10 yards. What are you thinking about Joe Mixon? I still, I'm still going to trust Joe Mixon. He, he, yeah, he did drop a 17.5 last week versus Buffalo. Which is a tough defense. Yeah. He's averaging only 13 touches a game. That's what's That's concerning scary. me. But in his last eight games, he's averaging 16.6 touches per game, and they're playing Pittsburgh that gives up 5.1 yards from scrimmage per touch for a running back over that time frame. So I think it's a bounce-back game for uh, against Pittsburgh this week. But get going, kid. You know what I mean? Let's get the wheels going for Joe Mixon. Yeah. Especially I, since that offense has been airing and out. Yeah, that been. offense has actually been pretty productive. Yeah, which we called on the lounge if you yeah. were listening to our breakdowns, by and the way. AJ Green actually now his reports is getting actually He's getting, getting, better. getting he, a little he, closer to uh, returning than we thought before. So that offense could start to start booming since their defense is absolutely trash. All right. So a lot of bust or trust here. We're breaking down some numbers. We had a little crazy. Do you think he's a bust or trust? I, I I trust for Joe Mixon. Uh, yeah, I trust him. Uh, I'm I, I'm a believer. Um, we got a little Chris. We got some constructive feedback from some lounge listeners. Get some more numbers out there, and that's what yeah. we're doing here. Probably one of the most critically acclaimed segments that we have produced. Emmy, here. Emmy, 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 Emmy worthy. Break out the scuba gear. Get out the uh, oxygen tanks. We're going a little deep sea diving, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that we've been hitting, but man, oh man, we've been hitting on some guys that have been productive that are barely owned in fantasy leagues. And if you're listening to the lounge, you could you could be that smart guy in your league. We're hitting about a fifty percent rate. It's higher than is, that. We're, we're hitting. We're talking about guys that aren't even owned in like thirty percent of leagues. If you've been listening, you could be that smart guy that randomly starts a guy, and you're like, oh man. What a great start. Well, you heard her here first on the lounge. I'm going to kick it off first here with a kicker. Yeah, your kickers are people too here, folks. This guy's on 7% of leagues. Um, you got bye weeks coming up. You know, you know, here's a guy that has been productive, Josh Lambeau. He's right now tenth ki- uh, the 10th rated kicker. Now, we have a different kicking system. If you kick a 40-yard, that's 4 points. At a 50-yard, uh, uh, it's 5 points. But right now, he's 10th. Best kicker. He's six for six on field goals, three for three from forty. Hasn't attempted a fifty yet. 
He plays Denver this week. They're giving up the third most points to fantasy kickers, which means teams are driving on them but are stalling. Look, Jacksonville has shown that they're able to move the ball. I like Jacksonville's offense actually better than a lot of other offenses in the league right now. Um, I like Josh Lambeau as a spot start uh, kicker, maybe even moving forward your permanent kicker. Look, also that thin air in Denver. I would not be. I'm gonna. Here's a Mikey Mack prediction. Josh Lambeau bangs a 50 yarder this week. Bangs it. Put it bangs on the books. It, puts it in. I like it. Kickers are people too here, guys. Yeah. They get they get fantasy points too. Um, shout out to Eddie Panero that uh, patented the name Eddie Dinero. You know, guys making money for God. Um, <laughs> moving on, we're gonna move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson, he's only owned in 5% of leagues. He's averaging five targets game, three catches. Uh, he's not really popping off yet, but I'm just telling you right now, he got in the end zone last week, which is a good start. Pittsburgh offense, even though Rosberger's not playing, you got, you got Rudolph there right now, but Pittsburgh has always been able to develop wide receivers to be household names. We can go through the tail of the, tail of the tape, the tail of time. And Pittsburgh's always developed good wide receivers. And I think Deontay Johnson's that next guy. So that's another guy I'm looking forward to seeing how he develops. The coaches came out and said he's our for sure wide receiver too. We thought before that it was going to be James uh, Washington because they played with, um, played with Rudolph in college. But they're, they're all in on Deontay Johnson. And um, he's, he's passing the eye test for me. Yeah, I, I, James Washington's been a disappointment. So I, Mark, I, Moncrief was a healthy scratch. So that just shows he's Moncrief terrible. might have played he's, his he's last a, downs yeah, in he's done. the NFL. I got one more guy here. This guy's owned in 1% of fantasy leagues here, one. folks. I, was, I literally snoozed on this guy. I wanted to pick him up. I took a nap today, and Dave Steuben picked him up. But C.J. Proceis, Seattle running back, look, right now with Penny being banged up, Carson is a fumble machine. He's already lost three fumbles, which is remarkable. He's got the yips, the yips. He's got the yips, dude. CJ Procise last week actually out uh, played fifty five percent of the snaps at the running back position. Out snapped Chris Carson, which is kind of crazy. He caught all five targets last week. He's eight for eight catching targets. Here's a guy that I expect. Now he was more factored in because they were down, and I think they trust him more than Carson in the passing game. But here's a guy that I, I know it's twenty sixteen. Here's a guy in twenty sixteen showed a lot of signs for that Seattle team, and then got hurt. I like Procise, especially if Penny's continue to be out. Here's a guy that if you're struggling at running back, I would probably roster him because I think there's potential for him to, to kind of start doing a lot of good work uh, in the passing game. Again, 1% owned. Here, this is a guy maybe not – if you don't want to start him, here's a guy maybe stash a couple weeks just to see what's going on. If Carson keeps fumbling the ball, look, that's going to be an issue. Carson's had injury concerns in the past as well. He's never had his full 16 games healthy. So – as long, and they run the ball a ton. So whoever's in that backfield is getting a, a majority of the workload. Okay. That's deep-sea divers. Again, extra, you know, not not so much deep-sea divers in terms of we only gave you three names. So maybe you're not too wet, but it should have wet the beak a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Now, we got someone very special on the lounge line, courtesy of El Gallo. If it's 3 a.m., you hungry? Grab a burrito. Dave Steuben is with us to talk a little Daily Daves. And Dave... Uh, You've been you've been having some good weeks, and even Randy, you know, had a good week last year playing the dailies. Yeah, uh, we, I think Randy won some money. I won some money. Uh, the lineup I gave last week, though, uh, ended up not doing too well uh, because of TJ Hawkinson put up a dud, <laughs> and Saquon uh, went out. I, you know, went big with those running backs. So, you know, sometimes you gotta you gotta 
go big or go home. And you it sp- didn't work you out. Spend that. money, make so, money, Dave. Okay. Now, what are some big names you got playing in uh, FanDuel here? So, well, first, I just want to say uh, thanks for the shout-out with CJ Prosize. I am struggling at running back, and I definitely needed to pick somebody up. But um, So, for the lineup this week, definitely put a little bit more stats and thought into it since we're getting called out by some people in uh, the great city of hometown. So, I had to put some, some more elbow grease into this one. Uh, so, starting at quarterback, we got Russell Wilson. Uh, he's $7,800 compared to the number one quarterback, which is Mahomes, at $9,200. Uh, he's averaging 300 yards uh, per game passing, and then going against Arizona, who's uh, letting letting up 286 yards in uh, in passing per game, and he also gave up 29 points per game. Um, so Russell Wilson coming off a huge week last week. I think it's going to keep on continuing, and uh, he should be a good play for you at 7,800 bucks. And then you have my running backs this week. I'm I'm going away from the running backs. I'm uh, I'm doing some some value plays. We got uh, James White. At $6,200, he's Mr. Consistent. Uh, he's 10 points a game this year. Last week he was uh, inactive because his wife was having a baby, so he should be ready to go. And also, Burkhead uh, went questionable today, so if he's out, uh, you can look for him to possibly get in the end zone and get some, some more catches and targets uh, throughout the game. I, and I, then we have... I will say this, Dave. I love the I love the, the post-baby TD. Like, it's almost a guarantee. If you have a baby, the next game you play, you're having a TD. Oh, point up to God or, like, cradle the ball. He's cradling yeah. the ball. I, got, I, love, I love that aspect of the James White play. Well, that and they're, they're losing players right and left. Edelman might not play. So, James White's one of the most trusted players on that team, so he should be a good play next week. And Del- uh, Delvin's out. Delvin's out as well. The fullback, Devlin, for the Patriots. He's out as well. He's out of so I think they'll be passing the ball a lot well, more. Huge fantasy implications to pull back out. Anyways, <laughs> uh, <laughs> at my second running back position, we got Wayne Goldman Jr. He's uh, 5800 bucks, so he's taking over for Saquon. And he's also playing the terrible Washington uh, defense next week. So this uh, should be a breakout game for him. He should get the most of the carries, I would assume. I don't think there's anybody really behind him right now. I know they... They tried out C.J. Anderson, uh, Jay Ajaye, and I think, uh, uh, what the hell was his name, Darkwa, they used to have on their team. Oh, yeah, um, so Darkwa, yeah. You know, Orleans Darkwa, so they're, they're trying to bring somebody else in, but even if they find somebody, then they're not going to be ready to play, so Goldman should be a good play there for you. Uh, then we got the wide receiver position, going Keenan Allen, Mr. Consistent. I think he might be like the number one wide receiver this year so far. Let's see, in the last three weeks, he's had 10, 15, 17 targets uh, in their last three games, uh, leading to 8, 8, and 13 receptions. He has three touchdowns on the year, and he's playing Miami. So everyone everyone who plays Miami typically has a good game, um, so it should be another day at the office for Keenan Allen. Then we have uh, Scary Terry McLaren. Uh, He's 6,300 bucks. He's averaging 17.3 points per game. Averaging eight targets a game, a touchdown a game also. I believe he became the first player with five receptions and a touchdown uh, in his first three games ever in the NFL. And he's playing against the Giants defense, which is the worst passing defense in the NFL, letting up 332 passing yards per game. Uh, so that should be a, another uh, nice addition to your lineup. And then we have Tyler Lockett getting the double up with Russell Wilson. Uh, and last week he had 11 uh, receptions for 154 yards. week before that, 10 receptions for 79 
Uh, he's getting tons of targets, so another great play. Then in the flex, we're going Austin Eckler. Uh, the news with Melvin Gordon coming back, this could be his last full week at uh, the starting running back position. Um, he's averaged seven targets and 6.5 receptions uh, a week and 122 yards uh, in total with receptions and rushing uh, in each game this year. So another good lineup there uh, for you. And then at tight end, Evan Ingram, your boy, Mike. That's my guy. He is 6800 $6, bucks. He averages 10 targets per game, 9.2 uh, uh, I'm sorry, 92 average yards per week. So he averages 92 yards, and then he also has two touchdowns. So uh, another good lineup. And Daniel Jones, you know, last week eight uh, eight targets, six receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. So he seems to like Ingram. Uh, and then we got the Rams defense rounding it out, 4,300 bucks. They're playing Tampa Bay, the 31st offense ranked uh, on on FanDuel, and uh, they're averaging 2.5 sacks a game and one interception. So, uh, not not too bad. That, that basically is the daily Dave not for this week. So hopefully this week can win you some money. All right, Dave, man, that's jam packed with uh, some fantasy nugs right there. Some knowledge, sip some well, water, dude. That was a lot. That was a lot of knowledge. So I didn't want to seem like we're amateurs. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for taking the time. Appreciate it. That's all you got for me. What, what do you <laughs> you want? You want a follow up question? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, those gigantic mega trades that went down today. No, I'm just joking. They were, yeah, they were some, pretty yeah, weak. Some, some minor deals I went like out. Your, I do like your pickup. I think uh, you won that trade. I think that guy, what's his name on uh, on Pittsburgh? Yeah, Jalen Samuels. I traded Jalen no, Samuels. You traded yeah, Jalen Samuels for Duke Johnson? For, for Duke Johnson. The, the wide receiver, right? Deontay Johnson? No, Duke Johnson. <laughs> Oh, Duke Johnson. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, I lost that deal, yeah. Hey, how do you feel about me picking up Breda for uh, a little Cole Beasley, I, Gallagher's kryptonite? Yeah, I think that was really good. You got a number one running back for like a wide receiver three or four each week. I think that was a good, real good pickup for you. I think I'm going always draft Cole Beasley just to trade him to Gallagher for something because that kid's just a sucker for Cole Beasley. Yeah. It's probably like looking um, in the mirror for those two. Anybody listening in our league, uh, Emmanuel Sanders is on the, the trade block uh, if anybody wants him. Okay. I need a running back. Fair okay. enough. You heard it here first. Heard it here first on Lounge, breaking news. All right, Dave. Well, uh, say hi to Gus for us. No, we will. All right. Thank you, Dave. All right. See you next week. Absolutely. All right, that was Dave Stewart, courtesy it's, it's of the Lounge a, Line. It's always good. You know what Dave did his research this week? It's, it, you know, he's a busy guy. It's good to see um, him put in the time and effort for uh, for not only the Lounge, but the league. Speaking of time and effort, this is a segment that you dedicate a lot of time to, the mortgage payment. Last week, had some good had some good picks. I, Chicago I hit. Chicago hit. Uh, we can go back and look at the notes. I took. I said the Pats. Pats hit. Believe it or not. No, I, don't no, no, I took the – I said the Cowboys or the Dolphins. And then the Rams over the Browns as well. Don't bet the Falcons anymore. That's a, that's another game. But uh, we're talking the mortgage payment. A little segment uh, going into the mortgage payment. I'm always going to tell you to look at player bets, uh, player prop bets. Um, right now, Corey Littleton lately has been like the hit of the hit for me. Corey Littleton, you got to see where his tackles are. He's averaging like six to seven tackles a game. Last week he came in at over under two tackles. And the boy bet the mortgage payment on, on uh, Corey, Littleton. Corey Littleton. As long as a, a bunch of people in Oakland, and we all hit. Corey Littleton had two tackles in the first eight minutes of the game. It was fantastic. So I'm always telling you to look at uh, player bets. Right now, Chargers minus 16 at Miami. Take the Chargers. 
Take the Chargers. I know like these Miami against Miami spreads have been ridiculous and crazy, but I'm a big fan. I think the Chargers could blow them out of the water yet again. Um, so the Chargers on that. I would say like the cell phone payment. The okay. cell phone payment on that one. Um, next one, Pats minus seven at Bills. And here's my little um, – this is just a, a tinkle. I think the Pats lose. Outright? I think the Pats lose outright. And I think it's a close game. I say I would take the Bills with the points. Okay. But I might want to sprinkle out the money. The Pats always drop a game in September. I know it's a different feeling with this team. But the Pats always drop a game in September where they're like, oh, what's up going on with the Pats? Are they done? Something like mm-hmm. that. So I think the Bills, probably the one of the biggest games for the Bills since their Super Bowl runs probably. in the Bills franchise history. Okay. So it's a home game for the Bills, so we'll see what happens. Right now, Titans versus Falcons. Titans are getting plus four. This is a bet. Like I just I just have a feeling. Betting, betting a tie. Okay. These two teams, you could bet them all the time. You have no idea what they're They're the same team. That's kind of interesting. I, for some reason, I just got a feeling. Call it here first. You're here on the lounge. Not betting that much. Maybe just sprinkle a little bit because the, the odds are going to be outrageous for a tie. Maybe put like five bucks on it. Bet a tie. Okay. Because I think these two teams are the same. They're, they're, it's like looking in the mirror. When you think they're going to win, they lose. When you think they're going to lose, they win. It's kind of interesting. It's the same, it's it's the the same, the same okay. team. Next, Vikings at Bears. Bears are minus two. So it's pretty much just a pick them. And I th- until Kirk Cousins wins a big game, I'm yeah, a bet against Kirk Cousins. I agree 100%. So I'm taking the Bears in that, and I, I hope I don't give them the kiss of death. It's a huge game. We need to win. And then last but not least, Chiefs minus 6.5 at Lions, and I hope that line stays under 7. I'm going to take the Chiefs. I think the Lions are a lot better than we thought before. I was on record as saying the Lions are trash, mm-hmm. and they're actually coming around a lot. But Patrick Mahomes never played in the Dome. It's gonna be that offense never played a dome under Patrick Mahomes. It's gonna be some fireworks. My main thing is I don't think the Lions can keep up in the offense. Especially Slay. I don't know what's up with Slay, but he yeah. looked like he pulled some yeah. uh, last week. So but I think the, I think the Chiefs. Uh, I want to see what that offense looks like on turf. Fair so enough. So I'm taking the Chiefs in that one. All right. So that's it for the Man. mortgage payment. Quick. I like quick, it. Quick. You know, we're a little hurting on time. Yeah, we gotta we're get little... out of here. Um. Yeah. Uh, some uh, a good lounge for the boys here and the girls for that matter. Yeah. Um, can I also add, um, check us out, um, coming in the future this week. I know we, we getting some gripes and concerns from the league of we're not breaking out our matchups and uh, detailing this league. The commission is going to do the commission's picks. It's going to be like a 10 to 13 minute, uh, podcast. So we'll send out the league as well. So stay tuned for that. That's coming out this week before this, uh, weekend games. Yeah. Again, shout out to WMLD radio, uh, 115 New York time, uh, 1215 central time. Or no, it's one fifteen central, two fifteen. No, it's one fifteen uh, <laughs> Eastern time. It'll be twelve fifteen here in Chicago. That's right. Um, we appreciate uh, all the work they're doing, and remember, you can check us out on Instagram, Twitter. Sold uh, out of TDs. Sold out of TDs. FFL on Twitter. We got some good content going on there. Um, yeah, another lounge just come and gone. As always, I'm Mikey Mack. That's the commission. Remember, it's never too late to come relax to the lounge. Take care, y'all. Here's to week four.